Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. Presented by Sunny Health and Fitness. And this episode is brought to you by the SFB 2729 Tornado LX Exercise Air Bike. I am your host, resident fitness expert, Matt. And I'm Chris, your everyday 9-to-5-er. All right, Matt, we've talked about a lot of things when it comes to fitness, and my major goals have always been to lose weight and just to be generally healthier. I know there's a lot of different types of goals out there. Am I correct? Oh, like, yeah, many um, different types of goals. Aside from weight loss, it's lowering blood pressure or gaining muscle or working on flexibility, or in your case, I think you said you were training to do a marathon? Yeah, so like, you know, an event that I said, or an activity, it could be a sport, you know, athletes train for specific performance goals, so that gets a little bit more specific, but um, yeah, people set goals for many different reasons, and you know, besides the top, you know, weight loss, low blood pressure, like you said, um, people set many, many different types of goals. And then we always come up with the different benefits. I feel good. I feel great. I'm going to go for a run just because I feel like I need to do this. I have yet to experience that, but that's a different <laughs> story altogether. Um, my, I have a question, though, for today's uh, episode, and it's what are some of the other benefits that I can expect from a well-rounded fitness program? All right. Well, let me uh, start by asking you a couple more questions. So... We talked about the general benefits everybody knows about, right? Weight loss, blood pressure, building muscle, gaining flexibility, training for a spe- specific activity or event. But, Christina, yes, how would you like to have a better functioning brain? <laughs> I'd like to think a little bit better. And how- it would also help me formulate my words so I'm not stumbling over my speech. Sounds good, right? How yeah. about having stronger bones? That would be nice, too. That would be really good. And how about reducing the aging effects of stress? Okay, now you're just reading my mind here. All right. I, I, that, that's, wow, creepy. How? Wait, okay. The question is, how? Well, let me tell you. Okay. So we're going to go over those three questions and try to provide some answers on how exercise can provide you those benefits. Uh, the first one being um, the brain-boosting power of exercise. So uh, there was a study done by the University of British Columbia where researchers found that regular aerobic exercise, so walking, running, jogging, biking, on elliptical, um, the kind of exercise that gets your heart rate up, uh, makes you start sweating, uh, this appears to boost the size of your hippocampus, which is a part (laughs) of the brain. Thank you for clarifying that. You're welcome. I know it's a big weird word, but it is a very important part of your brain. It's just that with my mind being an artist... Because that's what I do here at Sunny. I am an artist. Um, when I hear hippo, I always think of my hips. When you say hippocampus, I was just, I'm sorry, I my mind went on a tangent there. <laughs> go back, go back. You were saying no problem. Well, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Hippocampus, part of the brain involved with verbal memory and learning. Oh, good one. So this also stimulates the release of certain growth factors or chemicals within your brain. And uh, these affect the health of brain cells, also can affect the growth of new blood vessels in the brain, and even can affect the abundance and the survival of new brain cells. So, just to kind of summarize what that means, do aerobic exercise, increases the size of your hippocampus, not your hips, 
<laughs> and can provide growth benefits uh, for your brain cells, which will help improve memory and learning functions. I guess that explains all those PE classes. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah they knew something. They just didn't tell you about the hippocampus, probably. Uh, but yes, research has proven that aerobic exercise, again, specifically aerobic exercise, um, will help with that response to hippocampal growth. Um, so again, how do you do it? Well, just like we st- stated before in a previous episode, uh, when we went over how much exercise should you get, uh, remember we talked about getting 150 minutes of aerobic activity per week as a general guideline. Yes, I remember so that. that. Yes, yeah, so that guideline still fits. Um, for this study, when they tested uh, the, re- the results, um, the the participants were asked to walk for an hour twice a week, all right? So that's 120 minutes of moderate uh, intensity exercise, um, of course, almost in line with the standard that's recommended, right? 150 minutes. Um, and that was enough to elicit that response uh, in your hippocampus. So again, it doesn't take much to, much to reap this benefit of exercise. So something as little as going out for a brisk walk, uh, you know, 150 minutes, the study was done with 120 minutes, and you could still see response um, from boosting brain function. That's usually what I do after lunch. I go for a walk with one of my coworkers. Yeah. So again, you it can helps. you can be happy to know that once you just start increasing the basic exercise volume or frequency during the week, that that is one benefit that you can expect to happen. Sweet. So kind of keep on the lookout if you've started to increase your activity and you've got a regular schedule going. Um, and you've increased your aerobic a- activity to, you know, 120, 150 minutes per week. Um, See so if you notice that okay. your All brain right. functions got a little bit better, better. Maybe you're remembering tasks throughout the day. Maybe you feel like your comprehension and your reading and your learning has gone up a little bit. Just kind of keep an eye out for, you know, how your brain functioning is, is, is doing once you've started uh, your exercise program. You become a little bit more consistent. Okay. And what about uh, improved bone density? Ah, yes. So, bone growth. Bone growth. Right. Your bones grow, right? Right. Uh, Well, I mean, not not in the sense that (laughs) watching too many movies where you just take a potion and your bones grow back. That would be a little weird, but... (laughs) Yeah, probably not in that way. But your bones do grow. Many of us experience that, obviously, early on when we're growing up. Um, That does stop. But at the same time, we also want to prevent the decline, right? right? Osteoporosis is a real thing. Uh, Many women know about it, but that doesn't mean that men don't get it as well. Men get it as well, just as women do. Um, So it's important for everybody to know about um, their bone health. Mm -hmm. So one way that you can improve bone mineral density is to add resistance training to your exercise program. So a study done by the Department of Nutrition and Exercise Physiology at the University of Missouri uh, presented results that resistance training Interventions are a safe and effective way to increase your bone mineral density, particularly in your lumbar spine and throughout your whole body. Yay. Um, So specific exercise prescriptions for individuals that either know that they have a low bone mass or individuals that are pre-osteoporosis or have osteoporosis, resistance training is an effective way to definitely limit that from getting worse and at some points, um, you know, kind of reduce that completely. Um, and in some places, increase your bone mineral density. Okay. Um, again, this how do you do this? Well, you can't do it by just anything. Uh, you have to do a very specific form of resistance training. So 
that means you can't just go pick up five pound dumbbells and do them a thousand times. That's not going to give you the, the desired effect. They were sp very specific in the way that they trained the participants in this study. Um, so they trained twice a week uh, with resistance training, and they included exercises like um, squats, bent over rows, deadlifts, overhead presses, lunges, calf raises. Again, these were exercises that loaded uh, the hip uh, and the spine uh, skeletal structures. Uh, this was a 12-month program. So okay, it was so a it's not going to be like this. I did it once. I expect results. Correct. So if we look back at the brain-boosting function, right? So you can start, you can start to increase your activity every week and see a mental benefit pretty pretty, pretty soon. Pretty quickly. Like within a few weeks, within a month of starting that exercise program. Okay, but this one is more long-term duration. we got to keep at it before you want to see the result of that. Yeah, because it does take a little bit of time. So, you know, growing your bone is not a quick quick <laughs> process. Um, so it does take a, a, a little bit while longer to see the desired effect. And I've seen this in clients that have trained on a regular basis for months um, who may go to the doctor once or twice a year and get a regular bone density scan. So every time that they go, they can see whether or not their bone density has stayed the same, has gotten better or gotten worse. And almost every single person that I've seen that's followed a consistent resistance training program has seen their bone mineral density either go up or remain at adequate levels. So they didn't, they didn't decline. So they're fighting against that aging process of losing bone mass uh, just by doing uh, a little bit of resistance training. So again, back to the 12-month program. Uh, they did six weeks of training followed by one week off. And uh, again, we're not talking about light weights. Okay, they're using 40 to 90% of the most amount of weight that they could lift for each of those exercises. Okay. So say they could lift 100 pounds uh, with a squat one time. So they're doing 40%, right, 40 pounds of squats, or they're doing 90 pounds of squats, and they were doing uh, repetitions between 5 and 10 repetitions, three to five sets uh, throughout their workout program. That, that's so, some really good advice there. So it's a little bit more specific than just, hey, go out and walk 50, 150 minutes a week, right? <laughs> that's the easy part. We can all do that math pretty easily. Um, the resistance training is a little bit more complicated, but again, uh, we posted a link to this article in our show notes. So if you want to get a little bit more specific with those numbers, um, in case you forget or haven't been taking notes during the podcast, the information is there for you. Okay. Well, I'm going to come up to one of the more important ones uh, as a woman in my 30s. I'm going to admit to a little vanity here. So, okay, how exactly is exercise going to help me age gracefully? <laughs> <laughs> Great question, right? I mean, we're all fighting against the aging process, right? Uh, well, you know. Most of us. I mean, some people look like they don't age at all, which is unf awesome. unfair and, uh, to yeah. most of us. But, well, you know, genetics plays a huge part of that. We can't so be 16 forever. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Aging does happen. Um, so anyway, we're going to dive in a little bit into genetics slightly, not to get too detailed in it. We just want to explain one aspect of it. Um, again, we're looking at a study back in 2010 from the University of California in San Francisco. Um, they studied the effects of vigorous physical activity, um, just like our cardiovascular prescription that's 150 minutes per week. Uh, they used the vigorous uh, amount of activity for that. So remember, if you go back and look at the, the recommendations for aerobic activity, it was 75 minutes of vigorous activity. So again, you're breathing hard, you're sweating, um, you're working hard, right? It's not just a walk in the park. Uh, so they used <laughs> vigorous activity as part of their study um, to test the effects of stress and aging with exercise. Um, but again, 
This is similar to the recommended guidelines of 150 minutes of moderate level activity per week. So I uh, kind of use that as your reference point. They compared the two uh, exercise frequencies and intensities for their study with the general federal recommendation for activity. So uh, they found that if you're performing that vigorous physical activity, um, this can affect and protect individuals from the effects of stress by reducing the impact on telomere length. Now, telomeres... That's a weird word. Yeah, don't, don't get... It's, we'll explain it. So uh, telomeres are a piece of DNA, right, that's in every cell okay. that promote genetic stability. So the fact that your genes have a role to play in the health of your cells is a huge deal. So if your DNA is interrupted, if it's damaged, something changes and causes the cell to age faster than it should, we want to make sure that we're preserving that. Uh, so telomere length is one of those factors that they found. If you have short telomeres, that means that your cells are more prone to aging faster than if somebody had longer telomeres. So they were looking at telomere length with this study. Um, again, those are the pieces of DNA that promote genetic, genetic stability and act as a protective sheath by keeping your chromosomes from unraveling, right? So that's, again, health of the cell. We don't want parts of our cell to unravel or uh, become damaged or die, right? That's that is of... a horrifying image yeah, in my so, mind right now. Right. Yeah, so we want to keep our cells as healthy as possible, okay. which is the point. <laughs> yes, um, So one of the doctors, Elisa Appel, uh, one of the doctors involved in the study stated that uh, telomere length is increasingly considered a biological marker of the accumulated wear and tear of living, integrating genetic, genetic influences, lifestyle behaviors, and stress. So, big one there. Last mm -hmm. word, stress. <laughs> I'm sure most people have influenced some kind of stress in your life. Hmm, nine to five job, stress. Sound familiar? Just a little. Yeah, everybody's different. Everybody has different degrees of stress. Stress, you know, more often than not, but it does happen, right? Deadlines and stuff. Yeah. Life comes at you. Life comes at you. But the study found that those individuals that were exercising, again, because we're comparing exercises and stress levels. Right. Okay, so they looked at individuals that had similar jobs, had similar stress levels, but were not exercising compared to those individuals. Okay. That were stressed, right? We're not saying that your stress goes away completely. No. We're just saying that if you're an individual that does have some you know, basic stresses of life, if you're exercising... The people in this study found that their telomere length was longer than those who didn't exercise at all. So what should we do? So if you want to make sure that your telomere length or the components of inside of your DNA, inside of each cell, are protected from aging, exercise will help you either stop that process or limit that process from happening. So if you're stressed out and you exercise, more often than not, you're going to fight that aging process a lot better than somebody who's stressed out and not exercising. Okay. You might be able to see that on certain people if you know that they are of the same age of you, of the same life experience of you, have a similar job. Maybe they're exercising more than you and you're like, wow, how do they look so youthful and have all this energy? They're the same age as me. What's going on? <laughs> well, maybe they're just exercising three days a week. And their telomeres are longer, and they have less damage to their DNA inside of their cells. So the aging process is slowed down. So just a fun little fact about how exercise does have a direct effect on the health of every cell in your body. 
Um, so just a fun fact to point out. Again, we've provided all the research um, and the studies in our show notes. So if you want more information on that particular study, go ahead and check it out. Um, again, it's just vis- vigorous activity in the study was 42 minutes um, over a three-day period. So if we extend that out, um, it gets close to our 150 recommended minutes per week of aerobic activity. All right. So the recap, basically. Brain boosting. Correct. The basics. 120 the basics. minutes. Okay. Easy. Bone imp- improvement. <laughs> bone mineral <laughs> density. Bone mineral density. Thank there you. you go. Fancy words. Uh, that would be the strength uh, squats, repetitions of 5 to 10. And then the last one was uh, stress and aging. Uh, 42 minutes over a three-day period to help lengthen. Yeah. And again, okay. these, these are not recommendations that are going to be difficult for everybody no, to these do. No, are, these are simple, Right. This is just, hey, if you were thinking about losing weight and adding in aerobic activity, great. Ta-da-da, but benefits. guess what? <laughs> you can also decrease your stress and decrease your rate of aging in your cells. And you can also increase your brain function, right? Increase your memory, um, increase your learning capabilities. And then if you're adding some resistance training, as little as two times a week, you can also make sure that your bones stay nice and strong for the rest of your life. Awesome. Should we, should we do the wrap-up now? Yeah, let's you go for so. it. This episode is sponsored by Sunny Health and Fitness SFB 2729 Tornado LX Exercise Air Bike. Train like a champion with an unlimited air resistance and durability for the toughest workouts. We want to thank you for joining us at 9to5Fitness, and we hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful fitness tips, check out our show notes or visit us at sunnyhealthandfitness.com where you'll find a bunch of articles related to pretty much anything you could think of equipment-wise and health-wise. And we're going to keep adding more as we go. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and even YouTube if you decide to venture on over there and watch a couple of exercise videos. We have some new ones. Yeah, check out some resistance training exercises too. Ooh, fancy pants. (laughs) Uh, Come back next time when we answer your questions on health and fitness during our first ever Q&A episode. See you soon.